Hello and welcome. You've tuned into Active Listening with T4 Tactics. I'm Marco Galbraith, your host, and our podcast is all about personal success and networking. We'll discuss small business tips, health and wellness issues, personal safety tips, financial gain, and a variety of other topics from professionals in the field. And once in a while, we'll throw in our area of expertise, firearm safety and active shooter response for businesses, churches, and schools. So sit back, relax, listen, and learn. Active listening with T4 Tactics. If you're a subscriber, thank you very much for subscribing to my podcast. If you're a first-time listener, please subscribe. we got a lot of uh, podcasts coming up about personal safety, a wide variety of topics, but mostly on personal safety and what's going on in our country right now with these attacks. So it's February 7th, Monday. It's about 1030. And I want to talk to you about an attack that occurred, a shooting that occurred at a hookah bar in Blacksburg, Virginia on the night of February 4th, which was a Friday, 2022. It was Melody's Hookah Bar in Blacksburg, Virginia. And this is within walking distance to the Virginia Tech campus where the 32 people lost their lives in an active shooter attack in April of 2007. So it hits home, it hits the heartstrings when we have something like this. Uh, one of the persons shot was a Tech student. The other person, uh, well, four, four people were shot, one was killed. Uh, and the woman was killed. Unfortunately, it was a uh, local high school student, but there was a Virginia Tech student involved. So let's we want to talk about that. We're going to break it down. And if I want to hopefully give you just one thing, if I can give you on this podcast that may keep you safe during an attack or prior to an attack with a, with an indicator. So this bar was rented by a group of people from 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. The first shots were reported to be at 11:50. So let's let's think about that. Uh, the victim is was an the victim that died unfortunately was an 18 year old black male that was a student at a local um, high school, and the shooter was a 24 year old black man um, that that from from just glancing at his mugshot. Uh, that was on the news. It appears that he may have some gang tattoos, gang-related tattoos. He's got some tats on his neck and some on his face that that I would raise an eyebrow to. And these are all pre-attack indicators. Now, let me make it clear. I always say the age and the race of the victims and the uh, the bad guys because it's relevant to pre-attack indicators. It's relevant to the statistics. We have to make it clear, though, that anybody of any age race background can commit a crime so uh but the, i think the 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 uh age and race uh and, and sex of the person is critical in these things so eight to eleven it's rented by a certain group of people and again at eleven fifty, the shooting started so some of the pre-attack indicators could have been, and now remember, I haven't been to this scene. I'll, I'll usually go to scenes and talk to victims, witnesses, um, survivors, and police officers and find out what really happened. But what I'm going to get ready to tell you is gathering from what I've heard unofficially from the from a media outlet. So uh, shooting was at 1150. Let's think about, did this shooter come in and have pre-attack indicators? Was he not part of the group that rented that bar? for the private party. 
if he had come in and he was trouble and they knew he was trouble, that's a pre-attack indicator. Let's do something about that. Did he come in to cause trouble? Was there trouble in the parking lot? Did the shooter come in and out, in and out? Did he seem frustrated? What kind of body language was he giving? All this we have to talk about. When we talk about profiling people, you can profile the bad guy. God gave us that hairs on the back of our neck. God gave us that gut feeling for a reason. When we talk about profiling, it has nothing to do with skin color. Profiling is based on mannerisms. Profiling is based on that gut feeling that we get from that person that's sending it out. So when I was watching the, the reporters talk about it and they were interviewing uh, victims and they were interviewing witnesses of this shooting, a lot of them, including one of the reporters from one station, had said, it just blew my mind. I didn't know it could happen here. I never thought it would happen at that bar. The people that were interviewed that were in the area of the bar, I heard gunshots. I didn't know what it was. Let me tell you something, friends. You had better know what it is. And this goes back to when I see and hear people like that, I think they're not trained. They don't have a clue about the reality that these attacks are just that. They're reality. So we have to think about that. I don't like and I don't and I will not teach fear or paranoia. But what I do teach and what I want to push is the confidence, the education and the skill to recognize an attack through certain training and indicators. Remove yourself from that. And if you can't do that, then how to respond to the attack accordingly. You have to be trained. These attacks are a reality. They're happening all around us. Just this week, well, we're Monday, so last week we had a murder-suicide in Lynchburg. We had an armed carjacking in the area. Uh, two days ago, we had a guy shot and killed in his front yard in Bedford County. Yesterday, we had a guy killed uh, at his house in Campbell County. We had the police officer and the security officer at Bridgewater Campus uh, killed last week, which is an, uh, 45 minutes, an hour from Lynchburg. We've had uh, multiple shootings continuously in Lynchburg, Roanoke, and Danville. Now we have this hookah bar uh, incident. So it's not, I don't want to say it's a bad area. I don't want to talk bad about this area, but it's a reality that we have to understand these things happen. And people say, well, it won't happen here. And I respond with, it, it won't happen here until it happens here, and then it happened here. So again, not fear paranoia, go out and live your life, have fun, but just have some training on situational awareness, pre-attack indicators, threshold stimulus, uh, how you're gonna respond, how is my body gonna react when I have a huge adrenaline dump, a hyper adrenaline dump, and my heart rate goes from 60 to 70 resting heart rates a minute to 185, closer to 200. You're going to be completely upside down. You have to know how to control that breathing, how you're going to how you're going to calm yourself down, because typically when somebody freezes during attack, statistically, they freeze for 20 seconds. Then when you realize what's happening after that 20 seconds, it's going to take you another 20 seconds to develop a plan if you don't have one. So not being trained, the bad guy has you for 40 seconds. And I've traveled the country and I've spoken to, I've traveled to about 14 different massive active shooter attacks where people have frozen and they've said, I froze. The person next to me froze and they were shot and killed. So that's a lack of training. We have to be trained. The the uh, bar responded with, and let me make this completely clear. I am not in any way 
talking ill about the bar or the employees or the owner or anything like that. They are a victim. The bar employees and the owner, the manager, they're just as much of a victim of a violent crime as the four people that were shot and the one that was killed. So, but they are responding on social media, and they've said in the uh, in the in the uh, TV media, the the paper media, that they're going to start doing some training now, folks. When the storm hits, the time to train has since passed. It's too late for that. So if you're a business owner, think about getting some training, some type of, there's a lot of training that's available out here. We offer a situational awareness class. We act, We offer active shooter training. We offer street survival classes, uh, firearm safety classes. And let me point out too, that when I talk about safety training and active shooter response training, I'm not talking about strapping on a gun. Yeah, maybe that's an option, but it's it's not the best option all the time. Uh, training is the best option. The bar also responded with, we're going to put up cameras. Let's remember that cameras are reactive, not proactive. Unless you have somebody sitting there assigned to the camera, watching the monitor the whole time you're open, then that's going to be proactive. But most camera systems are set up like at a bank. The camera systems are set up to be reactive and to document what the bad guy looks like, what happened. So let's think outside the box. I'm not, I'm not sitting here saying that cameras are bad, but don't rely, okay, we're gonna get cameras up, now we're safe. You've got to train your staff. And in some cases, you've got to train the people that come to your business, the visitors to your facility. So think about getting some training. It's all about safety. Once again, let me stress, it's not about living in fear or paranoia. You gotta go out and live your life. It's the education, the confidence and skill and the empowerment to know when I go somewhere, I know all this vast amount of information. If something kicks off and goes completely south or goes completely sideways, I will survive this because number one, I'm gonna recognize it and remove myself from that attack and or I'm gonna understand what happens when it when shots ring out. So it's, it's really, really important that we get trained. I appreciate you tuning in to this podcast. If you're not a subscriber, please subscribe. You can follow me on uh, social media. Biggest thing is I hope everybody has a uh, productive work week. Reduce injuries and save lives. Thanks for tuning in.